You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, episode number seven. This is the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast, the podcast where fun business tips isn't an oxymoron. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Hey there, Amy Porterfield here, and welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. Today's session is going to be all about Facebook marketing, specifically how to get more Facebook fans, which then means more Facebook leads, which could then mean more Facebook sales. That's our whole goal, likes, leads, sales. So today, again, we're gonna just focus on how to get more quality Facebook fans. But before I jump into that section, I gotta tell you, this is gonna be a little bit of a different episode. I'm calling this one Amy Unplugged because I'm not going to do any editing on the podcast. Now, let me back up a little bit. This is only episode number seven. So I've only done six episodes. And I have to say, I'm totally brand new at podcasting. And at times it's a little bit uncomfortable. You know, I've gotten the webinar thing down. I do webinars all the time and I feel completely comfortable doing webinars. I do tons of online training, so I feel really good in that area. But when I start to do a podcast, I get a little bit nervous and I fumble a bit and I've been editing a bunch of mistakes out because I don't want to waste your time with my mistakes. But it's interesting because I've learned a little bit more about the world of podcasting And it turns out you all kind of like those mistakes. And I started to do a little bit more research and ask people about my podcast and I've gotten some great feedback, but some of the more not so great feedback is that people have felt I've been a little bit too polished or too professional, or, you know, maybe my show's a little bit too scripted or edited. And so people don't get that natural feeling from my podcast. Now that's not everybody, but a handful of people have given me that feedback and it definitely has been more scripted. I do that because I feel that I tend to rattle on a little bit when I don't have a really good script. And again, I don't want to waste your time. I want to get right to the good stuff. So having an outline helps me do so. But I also do feel it's been a little bit more polished than I've wanted it to be because when I listen to some of my favorite podcasts, I love when there's little hiccups in it or you kind of get to see that real side of somebody um, through what they're teaching. So I thought, okay, then this is Amy Unplugged. I want to hear your feedback after this session. Do you like the fact that I'm not going to edit out maybe some of my mistakes I'm going to make in the next 30 minutes? Do you like that it's a little bit more free-flowing versus structured? So if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, or even if this is the first one you've listened to, let me know if you like the casual nature of this, because I just need some feedback. I want to know what you guys want and want to hear from me and want to know, I want to know how you feel about the style that way I can just really hone in on what's going to work best for my audience. So there you've got it. Amy unplugged, totally uncomfortable for me. I like when things are polished because I come from the corporate world and I guess that's what I'm just used to. But at the same time, I really want to be flexible and I want to learn new things. And this podcasting has definitely been a learning adventure for me to say the least. My brand voice guide is my business's North Star when it comes to keeping all my business content and marketing content clear, consistent, and inviting. 
That's why I created the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner, which is a free resource to help your business experience the same as mine. So all you have to do is plug in your business details into the given outline that I've created that has all the essential components of a brand voice guide. So you don't even have to pay to get it created like I did. You can plug in your information and you'll be well on your way to having a cohesive voice across all brand assets. And I've even shared my own brand voice guide with you so you can use it as a reference as you craft your own. It's like having a mentor right by your side. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide to grab your copy of the brand voice guide outline you wish you had sooner. And I can promise you, you're going to elevate your brand instantly. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash voice guide. Okay, so enough about that. We're gonna dive in. And today's session is all about, like I said, Facebook marketing, but it's going to be the first part of a three-part Facebook mini training. So episode seven is going to be about getting more Facebook fans, which is usually the number one question I get asked the most. Episode eight will be all about promoting on Facebook and specifically getting more leads and building up before you actually start selling something on Facebook. And then episode nine is going to be all about selling on Facebook, making money with Facebook marketing. So we've got a three-part series, how to get more fans, how to promote on Facebook, how to sell on Facebook. So definitely make sure you don't miss any of the three-part series because I'm going to be diving in to some content that is really true to my brand. You know, if you know anything about me or if you've listened to any of my webinars or read about my blog post, read any of my blog posts, you know that I really focus on Facebook marketing. I created this podcast so that I could expand beyond Facebook marketing. You know, I made it online marketing made easy because I want to talk about email marketing and creating sales pages and creating email list funnels and all that great stuff that I love to do for my own business. But at the same time, my roots are in Facebook marketing. So I'm excited to do this three-part episode about Facebook marketing because it's kind of what I spend all my time doing. I always say I eat, breathe, and sleep Facebook marketing because I teach it more than anything else. So today, I wanna share with you some strategies that are working right now on Facebook to get more Facebook fans. And I have three strategies for you. So the first strategy I wanna talk to you about is how to get more Facebook fans with a Facebook like box. So for those of you who already use a Facebook like box on your website, you might think, oh, I already know, but I actually have a little tip in here that you might not be doing with that like box. So stay with me for a moment here. For those of you who are not familiar with the Facebook like box, basically it's just a box that you put on your website so that when people come to your website, they can also click the like button inside that Facebook like box and they become an instant fan of your Facebook page. But here's what's cool. They never leave your website. So the next time they jump on Facebook, they'll likely start to see your post in their newsfeed. But at the time when they like your Facebook page, they're still staying on your website because the last thing we want to do is send people from our website over to Facebook. I mean, they don't need any more traffic. We don't need to be feeding them our traffic, right? But we do want to capture the attention of that new visitor on our website because most people spend way more time on Facebook 
than they ever will on your website. So why not meet them where they're at? Now, I always tell my students that the most valuable thing about a Facebook like box on your website is that you're going to capture fans that are a warm audience. If they're reading your blog post, checking out your about page, maybe checking out some of your products on your website, well, then you definitely want to stay in touch with them. So of course you want to have an opt-in on your website to get their name and email. But in addition to that, you want them to become a Facebook fan of your Facebook page, because as I mentioned, they're going to start seeing you in their newsfeed. So here's the great thing about Facebook. If you have someone on your email list and you're emailing them and then you're directing them to your blog post. So they're reading your blog post and now they're also seeing you inside Facebook in their newsfeed. Well, then the great thing about this is you are making sure you're everywhere where it matters be seen everywhere where it matters to your brand and to your ideal audience. So Facebook is just another place that you want to make an impact. So for those of you who do not have a like box, the easiest way to get one is if you have a WordPress site, just Google Facebook WordPress like box, and you can find a bunch of different options and they all pretty much work the same. So you can actually just actually upload a plugin to your WordPress site and get it working right away. If you don't have a WordPress site, I will link to the developer site on Facebook in my show notes so that you can get the link there, but it doesn't take, it's just some code that you would add to your website. So it doesn't take a lot to add the box, but here's also another thing you want to pay attention to with this like box. You have the option to add the pictures of some people that have already become a fan of your page. And this is what's really cool. So let's pretend that I am not a fan of your Facebook page and I go to your website and you have a like box there on your website. What I will see is if any of my friends have already liked your page, I'm going to see their pictures under the like button in that like box. So basically Facebook's telling me, Hey, John, Sally, and Sue, your friends, Amy have already liked this Facebook page. And it's all about social proof. So I think, oh, well, if John, Sally, and Sue have liked that Facebook page and they're my friends, well, I'll probably like that page as well. So why don't I just click like to become a fan? So there's that social proof involved when you add pictures. Now, if someone comes to your website and none of their friends are actually friends or fans of your Facebook page yet, then they'll just see pictures of people they don't know. It's not a big deal, but it's always nice to see pictures of people you know if there is that connection already. So that is a huge plus to this like box. I usually add it in the right column on my homepage. And then I also have it on a few other pages on my website, but that's usually the prominent place underneath the opt-in. Your opt-in on your website should definitely be more prominent than your like box. I'm just saying add it in addition to that opt-in opportunity on your website. Now, Here's what's cool for all of you who already have the like box on your website and you're thinking, all right, Amy, you're teaching me nothing new right now. I've got a little extra tip for you. So one of my good friends, Melanie Duncan, she is a Pinterest expert. And what she does is when you sign up for one of her webinars, you sign up for the webinar and you automatically get redirected to a thank you page on her website. 
And the thank you page has a video and it's Melanie just saying, Hey guys, thanks so much for signing up for my webinar. Make sure to mark your calendar, show up 10 minutes early. I can't wait to see you soon. So she's just prepping them, getting them ready to come to her webinar soon. But underneath that video, she also has a like box for her Facebook page. And in the video, I'm not sure if she says this, but you can say also make sure to like my Facebook page with the button below so that we can stay in touch on Facebook as well. So you can add that to your thank you page or thank you video. So adding the like box in different places on your website is a really good idea. So do you give away a free ebook? Maybe you have a free video series. Maybe you have a newsletter. Well, when people opt in somewhere, you typically send them to a thank you page saying, great, thank you. Check your email. I just sent you your free, whatever I'm giving away. Well, why not add the like box there as a next step for them? So don't just feel limited to adding your like box to your homepage of your website. Think about different places you can add it. And then also the little extra tip on top of that is on those thank you pages. When people opt into something, make a short video thanking them. You can make it generic. So you can use that video across different thank you pages, make it generic, but ask them, Hey, now I just want you to take a minute to like my Facebook page so we can stay in touch. It's just one extra way to be seen everywhere where it matters. So that like box is really valuable. So just a a quick little list as to why you would want to funnel your fans from your website to Facebook with this like box. One, it's a really easy plugin. So you can just, of course, add it to your website. Also, you have a warm audience on your website. So why not get them to become a Facebook fan? Because you want quality fans. We all know we don't want a bunch of just random fans because it will do nothing for our Facebook engagement. We want quality fans. So why not get fans that are already on your website? Also, when people come to your website, they see that like box. They might see some pictures of their friends in the box, which is always great. And people are on Facebook more than they are on your website. So this is just another opportunity to get in front of them, stay top of mind, make a bigger impact, and just make sure you're staying in touch with the people that really matter to your brand. So I'll make sure that I add some links to some of my favorite like boxes for WordPress and for non-WordPress sites. You can always find links on my show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash seven, the number seven, because this is episode seven. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products and I want to talk about Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, you wanna make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. So let's move on to strategy number two. Now, strategy number two is to target friends of fans with your Facebook ads but I've got some extra tips inside of this one tip. So if you already use Facebook ads and you already target friends of fans, well, fantastic, but I'm gonna add a little to that strategy. Now, if you do not use Facebook ads, this is one of the easiest Facebook ad strategies that you could ever set up. Now, here's something I really want you to pay attention to. For this strategy, I'm going to give you the exact formula to set up a Facebook ad to get more quality fans. And the great thing about the strategy is you likely won't pay more than 25 cents a click. Now the average per click on a Facebook ad is 80 cents. So 25 cents is pretty cheap. I've gotten this down to about 10 cents a click sometimes. So you can even go well beyond that 25 cents, but I don't want to promise something too good to be true. If you might struggle a little bit to get it even less than 25 cents, 25 cents per click for an ad is really good. Now, like I said, I'm going to explain the exact strategy, but I'm going to explain it in broad terms for this podcast session. But if it piques your interest and you really want to try out this ad strategy, What I did is I created a step-by-step PDF for you that you can literally follow to walk you through how to set up this Facebook like ad that I'm going to tell you about. So the PDF is called the step-by-step like ad strategy instructions, and it literally is a free download in the show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash seven. So again, I'm going to explain it right now in broad strokes, but if you really want to get down to the nitty gritty and walk through it with me step-by-step, I've made you a quick PDF to do so. So let me tell you about this ad strategy. The goal again is to attract more quality fans by using your existing fans as bait. Now, when I was creating the notes for this podcast, I thought bait sounds kind of like kind of shysty. Well, I don't mean it in any negative way, but using your existing Facebook fans as a way to attract new fans is a really smart strategy. It comes back to social proof, what I talked about in strategy one, and most people 
attract like-minded people. And another thing, a lot of studies have shown that people on Facebook trust and follow the recommendations of their friends much more often than they ever trust or follow the recommendations of a brand. So if I say to you, hey, come like my Facebook page, well, that might mean something to you. But if your really good friend, Jonathan says, Hey, I love this page that Amy Porterfield has on Facebook. Come check it out. Well, that's going to weigh much heavier for you. So that's the whole strategy. Create Facebook ads where you're using your existing fan base to attract new fans. But there's some things that actually are involved with doing this. So the first thing is when you set up your ad, I'm going to have you set it up in the power editor. Now, the power editor is a dashboard that's different than just the regular Facebook ads dashboard that you're probably used to. If you already use power editor, more power to you, no pun intended, but you already know how to use it. That's fantastic. Anyone that they don't know how to use it, just get my PDF. I'll walk you through it. But the power editor allows you to get your ads only in the newsfeed, meaning the ads I'm going to teach you how to set up right now will not go in the right column because studies have shown that the ads in the right column are have a much lower click-through rate than the ads in the newsfeed. We think it's because those ads in the newsfeed don't really look like ads. They look like posts. And so people trust them more and they engage with them more. You can get up to six times more engagement if your ad appears in the newsfeed versus if it appears in that right column. So getting back to the ad, what you're going to do is you're going to set up your ad so that it's actually the only thing in the ad says something like John Doe likes Amy Porterfield's page. And then it will have a picture of my avatar, like my face, my face, and then a link to my Facebook page. So that's as easy as it is. So basically if you're not a friend or a fan of my Facebook page, but your friend is, you might see in your newsfeed that your friend, John Doe has liked my page. And then it gives you an option to like it as well. Simple as that. You don't have to create any ad copy. You don't have to create any ad images. It all gets pulled through. Your avatar gets pulled through and a link to your Facebook page gets pulled through. But these ads do really well. Again, they're really inexpensive and they're just saying, hey, your friend has liked this page. You'll probably like it too. So why don't you click like? That's all it's about. But there's more to it than just that. So once you set up the ad, you basically just choose a sponsored story that's called a like ad, a like sponsored story. And it's the goal is to get more likes, more fans. But from there, after you set up that sponsored story, you then go into the precise interest section of the ad. And this is the targeting area. Now I am a huge fan of precise interest. Precise interest basically means you can target that ad so that it is shown to fans of other Facebook pages that are either your competitors or they have a fan base that would be aligned with yours. So let me give you an example. In the precise interest section of the targeting for this ad, let's say you're a business coach and you help online business owners with their business. So with branding and product creation and selling more and promoting all that good stuff. So if you were a business coach and let's say you were advertising your new program to these other business owners, you could target 
uh, other, some of your other competitors. So if you know there's some well-known competitors in your field, you could target their Facebook pages. So your ad would be shown to all of their fans. Pretty cool, right? But you could also target other areas that your fans might be interested in. So this is what I always say. You want to target your competitors, but also target other leaders they might be following who might not be competitors of yours, but they would be aligned with your audience. So for example, Tony Robbins is probably not your competitor. If you're a business coach, he's probably well beyond that level. However, if someone is really interested in mindset and they're interested in mindset and personal development in order to grow their business, well, then they'd probably gravitate toward Tony Robbins' Facebook page. So you might want to target his Facebook page, but you also want to make sure you target countries and age and maybe location. So you're not targeting millions of his fans. You're getting even more uh, targeted than just all of his fans, but still that might be a great page to target. But also you want to target the tools that your audience are using. So if you're a business coach and you're targeting other business owners, well, they're likely using an email service provider. So maybe you want to target Aweber, Infusionsoft, MailChimp. These are other Facebook pages where your audience might be spending time. Also, how about publications, editorials? So entrepreneur.com is a online magazine that you might want to target or um, Fast Company. So you want to think of what are they reading? What tools are they using? What other leaders are they following? And then again, who are your competitors? Because you might want to target their Facebook pages as well. But to me, you know, you might learn a lot of different things from other Facebook ad consultants. But for me, what I always target are other Facebook pages that have fans that are aligned with my brand. So I always talk about know the difference between a competitor and someone that just might have an audience that's aligned with yours. So getting off the business coach example, I always use the example of Whole Foods. Everyone knows Whole Foods, um, Whole Foods Market, but they have a competitor here in San Diego, which is Sprouts Market. So Sprouts Market and Whole Foods Market, they're very, very similar. Whole Foods is probably more uh, popular than Sprouts, but still they pretty much sell the same thing. So if I was Sprouts Market, I would definitely use precise interest to target the Whole Foods community, the people that have liked the Whole Foods Facebook page. But also if I was Sprouts Market, I would look for some pages that are aligned with my audience's interest. So maybe if we were thinking about certain diets like the paleo diet or gluten-free diet, there's a lot of really big popular Facebook pages that talk about those topics. Sprouts might want to target them as well. Now, Sprouts Market is a local market, so they might want to do it by zip code as well. You don't want your audience to get huge. So as a little side note for you, when you are setting up a Facebook ad, my rule is usually to target between 250 to 500,000 people per ad. 250 to 500,000 people per 200. Okay. Let me back that up. This is something I would love to edit out, but I won't, (laughs) but you want to target 250,000 to 500,000 people per ad. That way it's not so big that you're never really going to have a concentrated audience to target, but it's not so small that you're going to be competing against other ads and you're never going to get seen. 
So that usually is that sweet spot. So anyway, target age, location, gender, if it makes sense to your ad, but then target these other pages as well. So you could create a few different ads. If your audience gets too big, maybe try targeting in different ways, but basically that's the rule of thumb you want to think about. So again, when you're using precise interest in these like sponsored stories, I'm telling you about, you want to target your competitors, other pages you're aligned with the tools they use, the different editorials they might read, maybe podcasts they listen to. You want to do some research. This will change your ads dramatically. I promise you, you're going to start seeing bigger results if you do this part right. So once you set up that precise interest, then the last thing I want you to pay attention to is setting up the connections. So you want to make sure in the connection section, you'll see it in the targeting. And again, in my PDF, I walk you through the whole thing and the connections area of your ad, you're going to make sure you do not target any of your existing fans because you're going to waste your money. If you're trying to get more likes, don't target the fans you already have, right? So you're going to target non fans. So that's just one other tip you want to pay attention to. So again, these friends of fans, Facebook like ads will help you attract more fans, but more quality fans. You're going to attract people that are like-minded with the fans you already have. Now, here's what's important to remember. It's really not about having hundreds of thousands of fans, but you do want to have a pretty good, solid Facebook community. It helps with social proof. If someone comes to your page and they see you have a hundred fans, well, they're going to think you're not that popular, or maybe a lot of people aren't really interested in your brand. But if you have a few thousand fans, that's usually that acceptable number. So you want to at least try to have a few thousand fans before you start focusing on all these other big Facebook ad strategies that you've probably heard about. I would go for a few thousand fans and then start looking into Facebook ads to get more leads or Facebook ads to sell more. That's just my usual personal philosophy and it tends to work really well. So Facebook ad strategy to get more likes. That's what this strategy here is all about. And again, just go to amyporterfield.com forward slash seven for my PDF where I literally with images walk you step-by-step how to set up this ad. It might take you five minutes. I took a little bit longer to explain it, but it's really, really simple. And this last strategy is all about engagement. Now you might think, well, engagement, that's not how to get more fans, but it really is because one of the reasons why people struggle to get more fans is that they don't have any engagement on their Facebook page. So when you don't have engagement, you won't be seen in the newsfeed and the newsfeed is where it's at on Facebook. So getting out into the newsfeed will allow your fans to engage with you more. And when your fans engage with you more, which means when they like your post, they share your post, they comment on your post. Well, all of their friends see that activity. And again, that's how you're attracting the friends of fans of your existing fans. So you've got to have engagement. Now I'm going to take you through a quick little exercise that I use with my students in order to help them know what to post about and to help them really hone in on their ideal audience, the topics their ideal audience are interested in. Because if you are posting and you're not getting engagement, usually it's two reasons. One, you're not posting enough or two, you're not posting anything that your audience is actually interested in. So this exercise helps you really understand what your audience wants to hear from you 
And it helps you when you're stuck some of those days thinking, what should I post about today? Well, you can literally put a little post-it note up by your computer and this little post-it note will remind you what topics you can post about. So it makes the posting so much easier for you. So the first question I want you to answer is, who is your ideal audience? Just be really clear about that. There's a million exercises we can get into to really help you understand your ideal audience, but that's not what this podcast session's all about. So I just want to make sure you know who your ideal audience is, you know, beyond just, is it male, female, and their ages, but what are they interested in? And more importantly, what problem are they having that you are solving for them? You know, it comes down to marketing 101. You need to know your pain points of your ideal audience, and you need to know how you're going to solve those. Once you know that, it's going to be so much easier for you to decide what kind of content you should put on your Facebook page. So the next thing I want you to do is I want you to list five insights about your ideal customer or client. So five things that you know about them. And when you're just starting out, you might need to survey your audience or there's a little bit of guesswork that might go into this, but I want you to get really clear. So for me, my audience, they tend to be online marketers, coaches, consultants, authors, and, or some people have a online or a local business, but they tend to be smaller. So they have a team of five to 20 people max or a lot of them are solopreneurs and they struggle with time and resources and money. These are things that I just know about my audience because I've asked them a million times and I try to listen as much as possible. So these are some insights I know about them and then I can drill down even more, but I just want to give you a little taste of some things that you might want to be thinking about. So from there, once you list five insights about your audience, you're going to list five Facebook pages where you think, or, you know, your audience is spending time. So for me, I know that my audience loves social media examiners, Facebook page. They're not, they don't tend to be a competitor. We do different things, but we tend to write about the same topics and social media examiner is a fantastic Facebook page. I used to be the community manager of the Facebook page. So that even solidifies more that I know my audience is spending time there. So that's one of the Facebook pages I would list on my list of five Facebook pages where my audience is spending time. Well, how about you? What are those five pages where you think, or, you know, they're spending time again, you might need to do a survey monkey or ask your audience. You can even post on your Facebook page, list two or three of your favorite Facebook pages, and you can be more specific. What Facebook pages do you rely on the most for your business? Whatever you want to do, but You could list this on your Facebook page or post it and get some feedback, but it's important that you know this. It's important that you know it for your Facebook ads. It's important that you know this so that you can go and check out those pages, see what they're talking about, find out how they're posting, how often they're posting. Do they have engagement? Do a little research. This is really helpful. And then you're going to list five topics that are directly related to your niche. So five topics directly related to your niche. For me, it's really easy how to get more Facebook fans, how to sell on Facebook, how to make money on Facebook, how to get leads on Facebook, how to use social media to get more exposure, how to post on Facebook. How often should you post on Facebook? These are questions that I get asked all the time. So I know these are hot topics for my audience. So how about you? What are some hot topics for your audience? And then this is a little different. I want you to list five topics that are entertaining and interesting to your ideal audience 
but not necessarily directly related to your niche. So why would I say this? Well, you can't always be about business. You've got to mix things up. You might've heard me say this in another podcast or a webinar, but when I posted about my puppy Gus and the fact that I could not potty train this dog to save my life, when I posted about that on my Facebook page, tons of people came to my rescue. More people came to my rescue with that post than when I was posting about how to get more fans on Facebook. People love the personal side. Again, why I'm doing this podcast and not editing out all my hiccups that I know I could count probably 20 I've already done in this one podcast. People just like to know you're real. So when you add in that entertainment factor, you stop talking about work all the time. People appreciate that and they gravitate toward you. So what are five topics that you can talk about that you know your audience will respond to? Really, really important. So I'm going to give you a quick example and then we'll wrap up. But when I did this example, I used a sporting goods store as the example. And so when I said, okay, list five Facebook pages where you know your audience is spending time, I did some research. Backpacker Magazine has 46,000 fans. Pretty good. REI, which is a really, really big sporting goods store, they have 446,000 fans. Again, pretty good. So that's a good page to check out because if they have a lot of fans, you know that people are interested. American Hiker Magazine, another Facebook page, Roadrunner Sports, and Eagle Creek. These are Facebook pages that I know my audience would likely gravitate toward if I was a sporting goods store. So now I know those pages, I can maybe target them in my Facebook ads, but I can also go see what they're posting about and seeing how people are responding to their posts to give me some fodder for some Facebook posts that I might do as well. And then I asked you to list the five niche topics. Well, for me as a sporting goods store owner, Hiking boots and apparel, hiking equipment like tents, climbing gear, travel packs, best hiking trails throughout the United States and beyond, expert travel advice, and travel photography. These are all things that are related to my niche. Maybe I don't sell cameras for travel photography at my store, but I know a lot of my audience is interested in travel photography, and if they're traveling, then they're probably going to come into my store to get some equipment to do so. You see that link there? It might not be a hundred percent of a link like I did for my Facebook page, like how to get more Facebook fans, how to make money on Facebook. But another topic that I could talk about is, you know, how to get more exposure on social media sites. Well, I don't always talk about all social media sites, but sometimes I do. And I think it's a great topic for me to add into my mix. So you just want to make sure you have a list of things you can easily talk about at any time on your Facebook page. So you're never going to get stuck for great conversation on your page. And then I asked you to list five non-niche topics. So for the sporting good example, nutrition and staying healthy, um, funny travel mishaps, you know, those funny videos that you see on YouTube about travel mishaps or volunteer vacation experiences or dogs. People who are really athletic and love to travel and love to hike, they tend to be into dogs as well. I mean, this is a pretty broad assumption, but you get the point. So these are topics not related to a sporting goods store, but they're topics I know my audience would respond to. So I might look at this and think, all right, maybe I'll do a contest where I'll have people send in their funniest travel videos or funniest travel photos. So see where it might spark some Uh, ideas for you? Well, that's the whole point of this. 
So in the show notes, I'll map this out for you a little bit so you can fill in the blanks. But this little exercise, I really encourage you to take 10 minutes to do this exercise because it will allow you to have more interesting conversations on your Facebook page. And when you do that, it increases your engagement and it draws the attention of your ideal audience. When you can really get your engagement up and attract the attention of your ideal audience, you'll grow your fan base. Now, why is a fan base, a bigger fan base important? Because you're eventually going to turn those fans into leads. And that's really what I love to talk about getting leads or attracting leads on Facebook. So when am I going to talk about that? Well, that's in part two of this three-part little mini training podcast that I'm doing. So this is episode seven, all about getting more fans. My next episode, episode eight, is all about promoting on Facebook and getting more leads. And here's a little teaser for you. I've discovered a really effective Facebook contest app that can get you thousands of new likes, but even more importantly, thousands of new leads from Facebook, but I'm saving it for part two because it's really about leads. So make sure to check that one out when it goes live. And if you want to know when my podcasts go live, just sign up for my newsletter. So go to amyporterfield.com, sign up for my newsletter. There's a big opt-in box across the top of my website. And when I have a new podcast, I'll send you a quick email to let you know. Hopefully you've enjoyed this Amy Unplugged kind of podcast. Again, I'd love your feedback. So just come to the show notes at amyporterfield.com forward slash seven, leave some comments. Let me know what you think. Your feedback is so valuable to me and I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com.